Welcome back to the FreightWaves Enterprise Fleet Summit. I'm FreightWaves Editor-at-Large, John Kingston. We're going to record this interview with Rick Larkin just a few days after the terrible carnage on Interstate 81 in Pennsylvania. I think the death count now as I speak is six. And we've probably all seen some of the more viral videos that have been going around about this terrible wreck, including one in which a truck smashes into the back of several cars and other trucks. And, uh, and trucks that were already impacted by the collisions, they're, they're really striking. And I'm, like I said, I, my, my guess is by now, most of this audience has probably seen at least some of them. The stated reason for that terrible wreck was a sudden snow squall, but it goes to a point that our guest talks about a lot on his YouTube channel, situational awareness. So our guest, as I said, is Rick Larkin. Rick is now the chief information officer at truckload carrier BCB Transport of Texas. Uh, he served more than two years as president. He is co-owner and a founder. And he is increasingly known to the trucking sector as the host of BCB Live on YouTube. His, uh, his, what he's known mostly for is all the time he wears a safety vest, as you can see, as you'll see in, this in, a, minute, in a minute when he's up on screen. I joined Rick on BCB Live a few weeks ago at the Truckload Carriers Association annual meeting in Las Vegas, talking about oil prices, which is my kind of area of expertise. But today we're going to have Rick on to talk about safety. So, Rick. Welcome to the Enterprise uh, the Fleet Enterprise Fleet Summit. Hey, John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. So talk about situational awareness. You know, in preparation for this, I watched some of your videos that are on YouTube for the last several days, and that term comes up a lot. Can you yeah. define it? So, uh, you know, we, we refer to the term situational awareness because, you know, and we say that because every second, every mile, the driver's situation around him or her is different than it was, say, a mile down the road. The situational awareness means that you've got to recognize that you're in a, a, a large traffic area right now. And when you're in a, a, uh, a large traffic area or all of a sudden you've entered into a, an area that has four lanes in it, that's telling you that you're entering into a larger city. You've got to slow down. You have to be aware of your situation the same thing goes when you're driving in fog. We saw that um, in Missouri just just a month ago, the same less than a month ago, the same kind of pileup that we saw in Pennsylvania is that all of a sudden drivers or cars, four wheelers, the big trucks, they're in a situation that only can require you to slow down. When you can't see, you have to slow down. You have to be able to slow down to the speed that allows you to stop so you don't hit that vehicle in front of you. That's situational awareness, just being aware of your surroundings all the time. And, John, you know that for a truck driver, their situations in a 500-mile day or 600-mile day that they're driving, it changes from mile to mile, city to city, county to county, whatever it is. They've got to be aware of everything around them. Yeah, you know, freeways is in Chattanooga. I haven't been there for a while because of the pandemic. But I know that time, a few times I drove from Chattanooga to Atlanta, you know, when you first pull out of Chattanooga for a while, you're on fairly quiet roads and suddenly, not suddenly, but gradually you kind of look around and you realize, wow, you're in one of America's biggest cities uh, and the traffic is very different than when I started this trip. Uh, when you look at the video from from the uh, I-81 wreck in Pennsylvania, is there anything that jumps out at you about unsafe behavior? I, you know, you don't get the whole picture, so that question might not be fair, but is there anything that you thought while you're watching and thinking, aha, he should have done that? You know, so it, it, it brings me back to uh, Fort Worth last year when we had the, the major ice storm on, on 35 and we had that 71 car pile up in which we saw the same thing, fatalities. And my thought process is this, is we've got to be able to take some things serious. And those are threats of warning, 
threats of, uh, of squalls like we had that day. And we've got to, and I say we, the trucking industry, the dispatchers, the trucking companies, the weather alerts, the signs, whatever that is, we've got to do a better job of alerting those people out there that are driving right now. Slow down, get off the road. It's coming. It's 10 minutes away. You know, there was snow kind of all over the place during that. And if we could have go back and do it again, John, I, I always say this, anytime we say, man, it just wasn't worth it, it means that we shouldn't have been there to begin with. And I think to answer that question, I think it's different for every company, every driver that's out there. Did you have to be on the road right then or could you have waited it out 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour um, because you didn't get where you were going, where you're wanting to go anyway? And I think, you know, John, when it comes to that, what we saw in 81 or, or situation awareness, that's where the truck drivers, the truck community, they must get help from the truck company, the dispatcher, the safety department to inform them of impeding weather, road conditions, anything we can do with the technology that's out there. We've got to alert folks. And then we must, I say this, you know, the trucking company, when, 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 we, when we come across bad weather today, we put alerts out there that don't allow drivers to move, meaning it shuts them down 150 miles before they get to that place for this reason, because it's never worth it. But you're a larger carrier. I don't know how many how many trucks you have in your fleet. Um, I, you know, Freightways write stories about freight tech all the time, and some of them involve notification services, uh, the kind of things you find like in something like DriveWise. Uh, are there just a lot of smaller operators out there that aren't getting the message? You, you say, we need to do a better job of getting the message out. Uh, you know, I, I just wonder if there are either some small fleets that, just can't be bothered because they're just worried about staying alive with two or three trucks or there are independent owner operators who, you know, they're just going to go drive as much as they want. Uh, you know, the, the, the conditions be damned because they're getting paid per mile. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where, again, you know, when it comes to what you're saying right there, yes, we, uh, so we run around 300 trucks. We do trucking brokerage logistics. We kind of do it all out there. But even at a 10-truck operation, I'm just going to say there was nothing more important to me than saving life. And, and I think as a trucking company, an independent contractor that's getting paid by the mile, let me tell you, there's only one thing more valuable than getting paid by the mile, and that's your life or the life of others. And, John, to me, no matter what the size of the company, when companies do believe, and if a company believes that insurance rates can be a profit center, then they don't run during those times and and they educate their drivers, the culture around it. They don't punish their drivers for those, you know, for shutting down when bad weather happens. But the independent contractor, the small fleet, I will say this is, man, we have in all of our hands today greater technology than we had 10 years ago. We, again, I think we've got to do a better job of educating our drivers on how to use the technology, what's out there. Um, we can't be afraid to... Uh, to pay a subscription fee to somebody to to help alert us when we're going into bad weather. I just think, John, that you know when it, when it comes to safety, it's it's a value thing, and and when you place value on life, when it, when you when as a trucking individual or company, when you value the life of others, it's hard to make a decision that's unsafe that you can't control in in something like a bad weather thing. I think if you place value on life, it's more important than that then it's an easy decision to make. Now, with all the safety tools that are out there and they're growing all the time and they're getting better all the time, kind of the rawest measure of safety, the, uh, the number of people killed on the roads has been rising. Now, I don't know what the split is 
between people who are dying in trucks versus people who are dying in cars. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more cars. But that is a number that you would think should be going down. And I think for a long time, for a long time, it was going down. It's crept up in the past couple of years. And I think the quick answer is distracted driving as the reason for it. Uh, why can't we get this number down, given all the tools we have? Yeah, so I, I'm going to go with you on the distracted driving. It's a big player. And, and I'll go into this. Hashtag in the street, Texas. Hashtag in the street, Texas. It's a streak in Texas. And it's trucks. It's four wheelers. It's deaths in Texas. On November the 11th, I believe, we have now gone 21 years in a row since November 11th, plus wherever we are today, in which there's been a death on a Texas roadway every single day for 21 years. And, John, I'm going to tell you, where do we go? How do we fix that? Well, how come it took me 21 years to ever hear about that streak? I didn't hear about it until it was 21 years later. And after the fact that the streak's out, okay, what are we doing to really fix it? I think we've got to get behind you know, where we're having the issues at, you know, if we take it in Texas or distracted driving, what are the issues? And let's get in front of those people that are having them. John, I do think that um, when 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 kids, when adults, when they see and hear it from somebody who's passionate about safety, that it will make them make a difference. I think if if Texas, if Dallas, Texas is leading the area, well, you know what, we better do a better campaign around Dallas to inform these people here what's going on that, you know what, there's a good chance that that somebody you know is going to die today. John, I, it, it's distracted driving. It should be going down. I'm going to, I agree. The trucks today are safer than they've ever been, right? Cars today are safer than they've ever been. It doesn't make any sense. I don't, I just think that, that because of all the technology, now we're like Superman, Superwoman. We can we don't have to pay attention. I can text on my phone because I think my car is going to stop in time, or or it can do all these things. I think we've gotten too comfortable and too lackadaisical in our approach. And as kids, as adults, I think we just need be, to be reminded on the power that these cars and these trucks have. And 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 John, to a, I'll tell you one thing: we see in our videos, we share videos every day from actual forward-facing cameras. And that's the fact that four-wheelers, the cars, they just, I don't think they understand that a tractor trailer, it really can't stop as fast as you can in your car. And the moves that they make to cut in front of these big trucks, you know, it, it, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. And I just can't help but think that they don't know, or if they knew that that may be the move that kills them, why would they do it? So I think education... That is, that is a feature of your show, uh, which is a lot of video. And uh, some, in some cases, and they're not all about uh, car drivers doing things bad. There are some bad things that truck drivers did, too, on some of your videos. Where do you get those? I would think that trucking companies would be loath to hand those out, <laughs> given that in some cases it's showing bad behavior. And I'm not saying bad behavior, but, but just not real great safety steps on behalf of their own companies. Yeah, so so here it is. But I'll, I'll, it's a, and it's and to me it's simple. Is that trucking drivers, truck drivers? You know, we get these videos sent to us because it takes film for drivers to learn off of them. Just like a great athlete has to learn off of watching film, um, these drivers need to be able to see what it means to 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 uh, when you're approaching a stale green light. And a stale green light is a light that's been green for a long time and we all know what it's like it's been green so long that you want to push your accelerator and make the light so you don't get stuck and what we do is we show those and we show the driver running the red light we show that 
the near accidents or the accidents that can happen in those. And we start talking to the drivers about you, when you see that you have to slow down. And John, what we've seen is drivers actually slow down. Um, you, you know, we still see them. Don't get me wrong, but it, if you use the videos to educate, to teach, to 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 uh, make a driver safer, to to uh, to uh, to share these videos with the schools, I'm telling you, it changes your habit on how you drive out there on the road. What are some of the safety improvements that have been made in trucks that are some of your favorites? What, what, what do you think really should have made a significant jump in, in truck safety over the last several years? You know, I think of cameras. Cameras are kind of retroactive, but they're not always retroactive because they can be used for a lot of coaching, too. Yeah. So on the camera side, I mean, I, I, my, I'm a big believer in the forward facing camera. But, you know, the newer technology on the cameras, it shows you when a driver runs a yellow light, you know, in the older days, if you go back five years ago or even today in some cameras, the it's only, you know, the technology only alerts you when something goes wrong, when the driver does a hard brake, accelerates, goes, there has to be something that creates that. Well, the new technology, it reads the construction zone speed limit and it alerts you that the driver's going a little bit too fast. It it tells you that the driver slow rolled a stop sign. He didn't stop or she didn't stop. They actually went through it. It tells you the difference between a slow roll and running through it. And and the technology today, it also gives those drivers at the end of their shift the ability to it, it makes them go back and relook at what they did right and what they did wrong. So phenomenal technology there that 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 gives them a report card and allows them to see what they did. It's hard to say I didn't run that yellow light when it shows you running it. It's hard to it's hard to to uh, to do that when it comes to the trucks. I think the uh, some of the the following distance mitigation that it has now the lane departure huge things the not allowing a vehicle to get too close another uh, another uh, a big uh, another major item that keeps drivers from running up on people um, I had I'll tell you I had a major main manufacturer in here earlier this week and and John here's my question to them and and I and I didn't li- I don't think I liked their answer I understood it but if a truck shouldn't get greater than four seconds from the vehicle in front of it because it's not safe, why do we allow it to happen? You know, why do we allow the technology for it to get in an unsafe situation? And the answer is, well, that's just the, they don't want to take the liability for that decision still. So while it can reduce how close it can get, if the driver has the foot on the pedal, it's going to let them get to almost a second behind that vehicle in front of them before it tries to try to stop for them, before it thinks they're in an accident. And my question to them is, well, if it's unsafe for a driver to be four seconds in front of the vehicle in front of them at a speed of 65 or 70, why do we even allow it? And and John, those are the things I think will push autonomous vehicles as well, eventually, the the safety aspect of of uh, of, of where we're going in here to take the those decisions away from an unsafe driver to, 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 to see those things. Yeah. Whatever you program the rules into an autonomous vehicle, it's going to follow. It doesn't have, it doesn't have free will to go do something else. Let me ask you a little bit about BC, BCB live. Uh, what was the inspiration for it and why you decided to make safety? Not the only thing, certainly you talk about a lot of other things on BCB live, but why has it become really kind of like the core of your program? Yeah. So, so BCB stands for be safe, communicate, and if you can, be on time. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, back on the paper log days, when we began the company, it was be safe, communicate, be on time. That's what it was. 
when electronic locks came, we had to learn that, you know what, you can't be on time all the time and say, it's a, that's a priority, not a value. BCB came about, about four years ago, BCB Live did, when we had to find a way to talk to our drivers a little bit more about what we needed help with, what we were doing good, what we were doing bad at, and because we needed their help. John, what I felt that, um, what, what I really saw was, you know, safety from a dispatcher sometimes is I send a message out to the driver. I, I told him, I said, be safe, you know, and, and that's not the message I wanted. I wanted some actual action items. I wanted to reduce our accidents down to near nothing or zero if we could. And the only way that was going to happen was getting in front of our drivers every single day. Why have a meeting once a quarter, which nobody does anyway? Why not do it every day? John, BCB Live does two broadcasts to BCB transport drivers twice a day and one on Saturday and one on Sunday because that's how important safety is. And that's how we want to we want it in their faces all the time. We want to talk about safe decisions. And matter of fact, we don't want to talk about it. We want to give them the chance to talk about it. And um, so this started as an internal project, and now you brought it out to the rest of the world. Yes, sir. So BCB Live, the way I, the way we look at BCB Live is we kind of treat that like the national news. That's that goes out to everybody, and then behind the scenes, we take our concept and we white label that so we can become any other trucking company out there talking to their drivers, bringing on their ownership, bringing on their dispatchers to talk to their drivers about the successes and the challenges that they're having, but make it on their level. We just bring the content, we help move the show along, but it's so important that people talk to their own people, their drivers. And I think when drivers hear and feel that, that uh, you know, the support from the office staff, it makes a difference. There's every driver out there, and, and, I, and, I, and I know there's exceptions, but in general, they wanna be safe. Let me, they wanna get back home to their families. They, they, they have house, they have a, Houses like you and I have, they they have phone bills. They have all of these same dreams that we have. We just have to support them, and we have to learn how to support them without putting them in a, a bad situation, without putting that extra sentence on a dispatch that says, hey, just get there if you can, but if you get late, then you'll be there all weekend. They don't need to hear that, right? we got time for one more one more question, no more than a minute to answer. Rick, I know you get so passionate we, we could go here for a long time. Uh, if you were to sit down with a trucking company executive that you thought was maybe a little bit deficient in their safety approach, what's the one biggest piece of advice you'd give them? When you value life, when you uh, when you value life, you make decisions a little bit different, and that can be the life of your people, your employees, the life of somebody else on the road that you don't know today, but one of your drivers may. I'm saying make your decision based on the value of life, and you'll never go wrong. All right. Rick, we want to thank you. Rick Larkin, he is the co-owner and the founder of BCB Transport. He is also a YouTube star. Uh, BCB Transport does have a YouTube station. You can watch his uh, programs. I, I thought they were once a day. Are you telling me they're twice a day now? Yes, sir. Wow, okay. You can spend a lot of time uh, watching his programs, but don't do it while you're driving. I think that would kind of defeat the whole purpose, don't you think? I like that, John. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rick, thanks for joining us today here on FreightWaves Enterprise Fleet Summit. I've been your host, John Kingston. Please stick around for more of this great program. Thanks, John.